what's going on, everybody? How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know who it is. This is Kevin from the Code Progression Podcast. What's that? Mr. GD rocks or rock and metal thrive. Happy Thursday, everybody. It is the 11th of February, and this episode is full of horror or horror or whatever it is because I got to talk to the band Seasons out of Virginia and they have a song out there right now called Killing Seasons, which will be featured on the Friday the 13th movie, Vengeance 2 Bloodlines, which is going to come out sometime in 2021. And I'll put it this way. I'm wearing an Ice Nine Kill shirt today for a reason. And it's because this song that they came up with for the Friday the 13th franchise does exactly what Ice Nine kills it with in terms of attention to detail in storytelling the whole Jason story in a different kind of light. However, I think they do it almost just as good, if not just as good. So it's definitely something you want to check out. So hear how the song all came into play and get to know the band as well, because my God, once this whole pandemic thing is over, they could easily be coming to a venue near you. And you should go see them too, because they could potentially put me in the yard for one of their shows though. I mean, like, you know, me breaking my nose or completely busting up my face. We'll see what happens though. But are you guys ready? Let's go. Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Chord Progression Podcast, those guys from MPK Music Group and Maverick Apparel, my God, they keep sending me all these different bands that are fantastic in their own right. And this one, well, I'm wearing the Ice Nine Kill shirt for a reason due to the fact that they've got a song called Killing Seeds, which is going to be on the Vengeance 2 Bloodlines movie that's with the Friday the 13th franchise coming out in 2021. And yeah, you guys probably go listen to this song right after this episode so you get to know the guys from the band season. So guys, welcome to the Core Progression Podcast. What's up, buddy? What what up? Thanks for having us. Oh, thanks for being on. And you know, we're yeah. just you know, sitting here during the day. Actually, it feels weird recording a podcast during the day. I'm usually doing these like late at night and half asleep and then trying to get energy. Gives me like two minutes. I'm just like, ah, but this one's even better because I got the sunlight in the background. Woo! But before we get really jumping into it, though, I want you guys to introduce yourselves to the audience. Everyone gets to know who you are. And I always ask three different questions. First two are easy. The last one, that's always my favorite. So I want to know what your guys' names are, what you do in the band. And my third one, which is my favorite, the one that always puts you guys in the spot, is I want to know that like little fun fact about yourself. However, it can be, I want it to be the wackiest thing you can think of. Wacky story, wacky fun fact. Um, whatever it might be, whatever you might have that might make me laugh and make me think you guys were funnier than the guys from Modern Day Escape who just told me some of the most ridiculous shit I've ever heard in my entire life. So I'll let you guys take it away. Whoever wants to start. I'll start. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I don't want to go after Randall basically. Um, so (laughs) I'm Nick Overkeller and I play guitar in the band and, uh, 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 fun fact about me. I've got a really long tongue. I I can stick my, my tongue up my nose. A lot of people don't know that. I'll say that you got like that, like Gene Simmons level style tongue going on. Uh, Gene might might have me by like a fraction of a centimeter, but yeah, it's, it's a good sized tongue. I got Dude, a drink. <laughs> I mean, if you ever get a chance to meet Gene Simmons, you just got to make sure you have like a little bit of a measuring tape right there. It's like, all right, Gene, we got to test this out and see what happens. <laughs> he might get really pissed off at that, but then again, then you know that you're going to be the winner. True. Yeah. yeah good point. Let's see if he backs out. He backs yeah. Like you do with that, like, if you ever heard the Burt Kreischer story and why he hates Gene Simmons, just like constantly like pushing him out in an interview because he didn't want to have Burt ask him questions. It'd be kind of like that similar sound. And you'd have this whole crazy story about, yeah, Gene Simmons was afraid to have his tongue measured in a tongue measuring contest with me to see whose was larger. 
Looks like Gene Simmons is <laughs> a little bigger bit than yours, Gene. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see if anyone can top that. So who is next? Um, I'll go to Josh on this one. Hello, my name is Josh Woolcott. I am the drummer of Seasons. And my random fact, I'm going to go off of Nick, is that I can fold my ear. Sometimes I fold it because I'm just messing around or I'm thinking, and then I fall asleep and it just sticks like that. Oh, the hell? Wow. Damn. That is is pretty weird. (laughs) (laughs) Weird. when it comes to weird and wacky fact, that definitely does constitute a weird and wacky fact. I have a really weird thing where it's like if my arms, if it, if my ears, if I feel like they're getting like folded in or crushed, it just feels so weird. I'm just like, get that little bit of anxiety going, which usually never happens. It's only when my, someone messes with my ears. So that kind of freaks me out a little bit. I love, I love doing it all the time. I do it on accident. Some people think that I'm just missing an ear. When I keep it folded, I'll legit forget about it. You just have to go live. I say you just have to go live on stage one point and just have your ears fold and just see what happens. I gotta work on, I gotta work on my right ear. Get some flexibility so I can do both. Yeah. Alrighty. After that, who's next? We got three guys to go. Well, after hearing what Nick said about Randall and not wanting to go after him, I'm gonna have him go last. So we're gonna go with Matt on the next one. So Matt, you're up. I'm Matt. Um, I play bass in the band. Um, I think we were just talking about this. We just wrapped up practice um, a little bit ago, but I'm actually like terrified of raccoons. I'm not afraid of <laughs> anything else really, but uh, fucking raccoons freak me out. Look, they're mean. They wear masks. They have opposable thumbs. You can't trust them. They're shady little fucks and they're mean. Those trash pandas. Yep. I've also been chased. I've also been chased by two raccoons that were in the middle of a fight and stopped fighting and decided to chase me. So. <laughs> Okay, then that definitely brings forward why you'd be a little bit scared of raccoons and not really like them. However, I thought it also makes sense with the whole entire, like, raccoons can be assholes sort of thing. Why it makes sense why in South Park, when they did the whole Coon and Friends thing, why Cartman was the Coon. (laughs) It was all played and all based off of that. So that's just absolutely hilarious. Absolutely love it. Alrighty, well, because... Because I want, I want, because apparently with, again, what Nick said, I want Randall to go last. So, Mark, your turn. Uh, my name is Mark Spivey. I play guitar for Seasons. Uh, random fact about me, the first musical instrument that I learned to play, which is very metal, would be clarinet. And I was pretty good at it. First chair, all state. Very metal. At some point in time, you're going to have to bring in the uh, clarinet into a metalcore song and see how that goes. I don't even know what happened to it. I was looking for it like a year ago, and it's just gone. I don't know what I did with it. It's probably in the attic somewhere. I'll say, don't worry. This is not the first time I've heard of some weird, like, woodwind-style instrument coming into the podcast and being introduced into some heavy metal kind of music because <laughs> I recently did an episode with the guys from Kill the Imposter, and they bought a recorder during the podcast. They're like, yeah, we're going to put this in our music. Two days after we recorded, I got a, me- a photo message from on Facebook Messenger from the guys that are like, look at what just came in. And it was the fucking recorder. That's great. <laughs> so if you guys ever want to try something wacky, just put some weird kind of woodwind instrument into your metalcore and just roll with it. It might just work. Oh, yeah. I'm going to bring my trumpet to the next practice, guys. Do it. <laughs> got it. Got a cool idea for, for the, the sequel to Killing Season. We'll have a trumpet solo. I'll bring my I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I play a mean skin flute, so. <laughs> <laughs> 
Same with if you, bring, if you bring your trumpet, you could definitely do like some sort of like ska inspired metalcore style. It'd be really wacky, but I feel like it would definitely be a new genre. It'd be yeah. it'd be an insane genre too. I mean, holy shit, that could that, that could be something huge. It could the mighty mighty ass. <laughs> <laughs> Already one more to go now. The the piece de resistance. Oh my God, Randall, Jesus Christ, <laughs> you're this up, man. Is so right. <laughs> All right, man, you're up. All right, so uh, I'm Randall Sykes, formerly known as Richard Ismall. That is my Facebook profile, and if people are smart, they get what that name means. Um, I am also formerly known as Lil Chode. That's my rapper name. <laughs> I don't have any albums out yet, but I am a connoisseur of rap, so hopefully I'll get that out within the next 20, 25 years. Um, fun fact about me, fun facts. Uh, I was in the Marines from 2006, 2010. Uh, went to Ramadi in 2007, and I got like a couple stories from Iraq, which, was, which were pretty cool. We were, on a, uh, we were in a pretty dangerous area, and uh, Marines are all crazy motherfuckers so we'd make the best out of everything that we did so we were on we were on a patrol one time through the the city of ramadi and uh it's pitch black we got our mvgs on and all of a sudden out of my corner of my my eye or ears all i could hear is row, row. so it scared the shit out of me so i turn i turn to the left and all i see is two cats just fucking the shit out of each other. <laughs> I mean, going at it. Like, literally. And I could not stop laughing the whole fucking rest of the patrol. And the rest of the guys were like, dude, chill the fuck out. It's just two cats fucking. I'm like, I can't help it. Another story is in Ramadi, we had to burn our own shit. So every time we would take a shit and the bucket would get full, we'd have to burn it. It's like you saw on, uh, what's that movie? Uh, Jarhead? Yeah. It's Jarhead. So they rotated out for every Marine. So the Marine, I, I had to do, I had to burn the shit. Like it was my turn to burn the shit. So I'm using the diesel fuel. I'm burning the shit. I'm trying to take the actual barrel out of the Porter John. And when I take it out, everybody had cholera for about two to three weeks. So everybody's shit looked like Hershey syrup. So I'm pulling it out and it accidentally falls. And I think you know what happens next. Your boy, Randall, gets covered in some shit. Everyone else <laughs> shit. So that was fun. They made fun of me for that for a while. Um, yeah, that's some fun facts about me, man. Well, I mean, that's definitely a good, healthy amount of fun facts. And when it comes to getting me to laugh, definitely, Randall, you take the cake on that one. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. So re really the biggest thing about the whole entire thing with seasons, of course, is your music as well. And when I got to take a look at it, I mean, taking a look at like how you guys described it, you described it with your performance style as being in your face from what I saw, like, you know, just blatant in your face, but felt like a lot of energy. And when I saw that, the first thing I thought was, okay, there's, this is definitely gonna be a band that I definitely am going to want to check out and listen to because hearing that kind of style, especially from a performance style. That just reminds me of all the good, highly energetic mosh pits that I would absolutely love to get into and have gotten multiple face injuries during multiple concussions. So, yeah, I'm like, this band definitely fits for me. Dude, so far we have been responsible for three emergency room visits that we know of. Um, we don't want anybody to get hurt, but I, I know we've had a uh, 
dislocated knee, a, a broken foot, and a shattered nose that we know of that are confirmed. So, yeah. Well, um, what, when live shows really get going full back into swing and I get to see you guys play live, I've got a feeling that you're going to get a fourth confirmed one, and it's going to be because of me. <laughs> that would be bad. And, of course, you'll see a picture all of a sudden pop up on my screen. It's like, okay, who the hell is that? Oh, that's the guy that uh, recorded a podcast with us. You see my face all beaten, balling up. It's like, yeah, so I was in the mosh pit for seasons tonight. This is the end result of it. Would I go back and I see him like, again the next night? Absolutely. I feel like we kind of cheat, though. What do you mean? Uh, we, we like to do – I mean, I, I guess every band's got their got their thing or whatever, but sometimes it's a lot of fun for us to give away shirts. Look, people like free shit. So it's, it's, it's really easy for us to get Randall and be like, yo, rowdiest asshole in the pit wins a free shirt. And people will like fucking kill each other for a $20 t-shirt. Like, okay. I mean, you're pretty much like asking us to do a challenge right at that point. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. free t-shirt. Who wants it? Of course, if I'm there, I'm just going to be like, me! Because why the hell not? <laughs> hey, basically, look, we I, the way I see it, I'm not even going to say we, the way I see it is y'all are going to entertain us while we entertain y'all. Yeah. Yep. And, and that should honestly be the way it is just because then everyone's having a, just an absolutely fantastic time at the show, whether it's the people that are watching the show and just kind of just going at it on their own, on their own way, not really in the pit area, but they're enjoying it because they're going to get to watch you guys up on stage. And then they're also going to get to watch us crazy people over in the pit. You guys are going to get to watch how crazy we're getting and entertaining you guys. Then us, we're going to end up enjoying the music and just letting loose during that whole entire aspect. And honestly, that's yeah. the part I miss the most about with this whole entire pandemic live show stuff. It's just that enjoyment of just everyone being in a room and just enjoying the music in a positive way. doesn't matter how, what kind of positive way it is. Everyone's having a blast and it's like a whole entire family vibe. And, it's actually kind of funny the last show we did um so we were a second from the top of the bill and uh, at this at this place you had to wear masks that was a rule so the owners of the place were like yeah we're gonna re- we're gonna enforce it yeah we know you're gonna be in a in a like club basically and it doesn't really make a whole lot of logical sense but this is the rule so we're gonna follow it so they're they're just going around making sure people had masks on. They didn't care about how close you got. And during our set, a uh, pit broke out, and these kids were, like, beating the shit out of each other. I saw from the stage, and the, the bouncers from the club were, like, yelling at them, like, put a mask on! You gotta have your mask on! Even though they're, like, trying to kill each other. It's just worried about making sure they had masks on. So right. When it comes to that point, I mean, when the pit gets going, it's the, the pit rules are its own thing. You're not going to stop it. Nope. And that's, the way, and that's the way it should be, honestly, because honestly, where's the fun in trying to regulate the pit? The pit will regulate itself. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. <laughs> it polices itself. I mean, pretty much. It's. I remember this was, what, two years ago at this point now at Summerfest here in Milwaukee, where it was like every artist now that's there, it's like pop artists or country artists or some sort of like, like older rock artists. But then all of a sudden, they had a Silverstein opening for August Burns Red. And I'm like, oh, shit, I want to go see August Burns Red. And they have benches all over the place, like metallic benches. And people are always standing on top of them. But, of course, August Burns Red get going. There's a four-foot-wide gap between the front barrier and the first bench. And there are people trying to mosh in there. And I'm right up front, too. Can't really mosh because it's so packed in. I'm getting thrown over the bench. I'm almost tearing my ACL, like, every single five minutes at this point. And we're getting pissed. We're like, we need more room. We look over on the other side of the stage and people are tipping up these benches to give the mosh pitters more room. I'm like, 
oh shit, that's a good idea. So we're trying to pick up these benches while security's yelling at us. We're like, no, 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 we're actually being smarter on this. Like, just hold up the benches. We'll be fine. Yeah. Let us do our job. God. Pretty much. I'm just like, I still have the pictures from it. It's hilarious when all of a sudden you see him start picking up and you see security just like starting to flood the area trying to get the benches to be put back down. But people are just trying their hardest not to let this happen. No. No, the crowd wins. At that point, you just got to let the crowd do its thing. And even with the venues where they hand out the little uh, slips that always say, no moshing, no crowd surfing, whatever. Those are always the shows that it's going to be the craziest. And right. it's like, I'm pretty sure they just hand those out at this point just as a formality or for insurance purposes. Yes. Have fun moshing, but no moshing. We make the rules here now, not you. <laughs> yeah. Like, look at me. Look at me. I'm the captain now. I am the captain now. <laughs> But going into your music as well a little bit more so, and when you kind of when I saw that again that in your face style listening to it, I'm like, okay, this is definitely something I want to get into. And of course, with Killing Season being the song that seems to be really gaining the most amount of, uh, like what's momentum right now. That's a better way to put it. Due to the fact that it's going to be on the Friday Thirteenth Vengeance Two Bloodlines movie, and that was something I was really interested to see how you guys came up with creating a song for that specifically because. With me wearing an Ice Nine Kill shirt, Ice Nine Kills are my favorite bands of all time. And hearing how they kind of took that whole entire horror trope and put it into metalcore, I want to know how you guys really worked to take a song and had that Friday the 13th background and put it into your own version of a song as well. Who wants to answer? Matt, you're frozen, but this this sounds like something right up your alley. <laughs> he is frozen. Oh, I didn't even realize that Matt was frozen. Dang. <laughs> Matt's frozen all the time. Matt's frozen. Yeah, I can tell you how it got started. <clears throat> well, I can at least. Hello, man. Yeah. All right, Matt. Now you're kind of cutting in and out. I'm just frozen. He's still frozen. You're frozen, and then your vocals are starting to cut a little bit okay. in and out. I'll say this isn't the first time right. oh, no. this happened. I'll, I'll, I'll take, I'll take, I'll take it. So, um, with Killing Season, um. Matt ended up reaching out to, was it, I don't know if it was CJ or if it was Jason Brooks, but he reached out to um, one of them um, and tried to see if it was even possible if we were to make a um, Jason-influenced song, would they be willing, uh, you know, to, to work with us? And they basically said, yeah, I mean, it's, they, they just didn't want any crappy song. They didn't want like a, you know, a, a crappy band playing a crappy cover song on us. So we ended up, <clears throat> we ended up making the song basically uh, it's first person, right? Nick, like it's through the eyes of Jason. So basically the song, it's like Jason screaming. It's like Jason is screaming the, the, the lyrics of the song. Everything is like first person. Um, myself and Nick, I'd say made most of the vocals and um and I love, I've always loved Jason. He's always been my favorite serial killer. Um, I was born on Friday the 13th. So, I mean, it, it, it just hit home for me. And as you see Jason in the background. But um, we wanted to do it justice because we know, just like, Ice, like you said, Ice Nine Kills, to me, they are the masters of Halloween horror music. Like, you can't, you can't beat them. You can try, but you can't beat them. So we weren't even trying to beat them. We just wanted to get... We wanted to do Jason even more justice because, you know, we we all like Jason, including me. So 
we ended up making the song um, with the lyrics. We threw it back and forth, um, ended up getting rid of some of the lyrics that we had and putting even better lyrics in there. And we took a few stabs at uh, Freddie because I don't like Freddie, I like Jason. So um, we said uh, in one of the lyrics, it's, uh, I'm reality, uh, Freddie's a dream. So basically Freddie only gets you in your nightmares while I'm gonna get you in real life. So um, to me, the reason why we went for that song is because we definitely wanted to reach out to for the most exposure we could. And we've always wanted to do a uh, Jason theme song as well, so. That's, that's definitely understandable. I mean, and listening to it, I, one thing I actually do want to point out is the fact that I did actually pick up on some of that uh, Freddy stuff that you had in there as well. Not only the dig, but even in the intro, it kind of had this like feel that it fit a little bit more for Freddy because the it had like this dream feel with the instrumentals. However, that was just in the intro. So I'm like, okay, this is definitely a little bit different. However, mm -hmm. when you got through the rest of the song, it was, I did see some of those digs at Freddy, but however, after that, I mean, you really focused on what the Friday the 13th vibe was, what the whole Jason serial killer style was, and really put that in your music and really let those emotions and let the style of music really play off of that. So that was a really smart move on your part. Thank you. Thank you. It's good really, to know. <laughs> I, still think, I think Matt froze again. I was going to ask him a question off of that, but... Uh, if not, then you can always go to another one. They just seem to sit there just like, huh. It's it's normally one of us that freezes on every one of these. At least one. It's normally yeah. at least one of us that has technical issues. Don't worry. I'm 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 used to it. It's it's all it's it's all good. Don't worry about that. So it was so one thing that I was very curious about was what you said, uh, Randall, when you're talking about how Iceland kills kind of like the masters at that, and you didn't want to try and one up them or you didn't want to try and make you want to try and do this uh, do jason justice but do it in your own style as well and right. honestly i'd say that's probably the perfect way to go about it too because you're not trying to have a direct copy off of someone else's style you're trying to do it your own way and yeah. when it comes to trying to figure out a certain vibe or a certain feel of a movie everyone's going to get different emotions off of that so you're trying to put your own feelings and thoughts into that as well which makes a lot of sense oh yeah definitely and i think I think for the most part, it definitely got conveyed through the song. Like a lot of people, even Jason Brooks, who plays Jason in the new uh, Vengeance 2, <clears throat> he said, and I do quote, he was like, I've listened to multiple, um, you know, uh, bands and they're sending me music and most are just subpar. He was like, when I heard y'all song Killing Season, he said, he was, and, I, and I quote, he said, it blew me away. And that floored every one of us because up until this point, we really haven't talked to that many famous people. We have, you know, very few talked to, but like no one has really said it blew me away. And to me, that just humbled all of us. Oh, and, and absolutely it should as well, because if, especially if you're getting a guy that's been hearing a bunch of music around that subject consistently and is trying to find something that really is going to fit the overall vibe for that franchise and saying yeah. that your song blew him away. You're definitely hitting on something there. Yeah. And I don't even, I, Nick, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't even know if Jason Brooks is that much of a metalhead. Yeah, I don't know that he is either. Um, but, yeah, so we had we had a call last week, actually, with Jason Brooks and um, C.J. Graham. And C.J. Graham is an actor. He played Jason in Friday the 13th, 6, Jason Lives. And uh, – so that would have been 1986, I believe, when that movie came out. So, um, and, and CJ Graham is going to be in um, Vengeance 2. 
um, by the way. Um, yeah, so I don't know if those guys are metalheads. I know CJ's got a big, like, classic rock background. I don't know about metal, but those dudes both, like, really dug it. I think part of it is, like, like when I get into something, like, I love certain franchises. I love Friday the 13th. I love Star Wars. I get really into it. Like, I nerd out on it. And if you're a Friday the 13th nerd, there's all kinds of references to stuff within the, the like, movie series throughout the song. Um the first line is the first two lines are you invade my home again, but why? Cause people keep coming back to camp crystal lake. It's like, why do they keep coming back? Everybody who goes there just dies. And then the second line is killed my mother. So now I must defy. And that's, that's the first Friday the 13th. Um, Jason is hardly even a character in the, in the first one. It's his mom who's a real antagonist. So there's, there's references to stuff within the Friday the 13th franchise all through it. That was actually one thing I really did like about it as well, because listen, seeing the lyrics, how you did refer to the original Friday the 13th, but you didn't focus so full, fully onto that one. And you really brought more of the Jason story out in there. And of course, the one I got to compare it to, if I'm comparing it to another great metalcore song that bases off of Friday the 13th, it's going to be Ice Nine Kills, Thank God It's Friday, where that mm-hmm. one really stuck in more with just the first movie style where you guys, you guys really want more deeper into the story, because of course, with it going to be on a new movie, you're going to have to. But it makes sense, and it gives its own, it gives the song its own identity as well. It's kind of cool listening between "Thank God It's Friday" and with "Killing Seasons" back to back on each other. Yeah, yeah, very true. So then, now that Matt's back and I can actually see him, and that it's not frozen, what was it like uh, getting in contact with the guys from Friday the Thirteenth, the guys that played Jason, regarding this song? Uh, it was actually really cool, man. Um, Randall was pretty close on it. I actually reached out to. Uh, Peter Anthony to begin with. Um, he's one of the actors from the Vengeance series. And I kind of, we kind of got into it and he was like, we started talking about the music and I asked him, I was like, hey, is there any place, you know, we're trying to get a song into a movie. And uh, he was like, hey, well, you'd be better off target writing a song. And after you get it written, you know, reach out to Jason Brooks, um, who's the director and he actually plays Jason in Vengeance. and." vengeance too as well as roseblood but um yeah it was really cool all those guys have been extremely professional and awesome. well i mean that's a good thing to hear and it's that we got finally got mark back so yay but now I, I gotta go to josh on this one because i haven't heard josh really speaking well so josh when it comes to the creation of this song and after hearing, i, had, uh, I have no <laughs> idea what he just said kind of just like pixel it out there Mark said, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to go to Josh on this one then. So, Josh, when it comes to this whole entire track with Killing Season, when it comes to the Friday the 13th connection, when it came to making this uh, song and really recording it, what were your whole thoughts going through this in terms of how close it connected was to Friday the 13th and how the sound really reflect, reflected the whole entire story? I think it represents everything absolutely perfect. I couldn't change anything if i wanted to it's it's really that good i mean i even follow other reviewers that will listen to the song and check it out and i mean they have the same they could say it better than i could i mean everything is perfect from the melody to the hard hits i i mean the writing is is genius in my opinion and when, when it comes down to it, after listening, I would have to absolutely agree with you 100% on that one. And just kind of with the way, the how it was styled, especially with how everything got built up into that chorus. And the reason I'm taking a constant look at, like, to the like to the other side of me is because 
I went through this song. I probably did like a two, two and a half page, like full on review on it for myself. And I just wanted to make sure that if I was going to say anything about it, I don't fuck it up. But like when it came to the, <laughs> when it came to the chorus, I love how it had this more bass and like this melodic metal core kind of feel. And because the guitars play more melodic, the drums are exiting every other measure with a little bit of a fill. And I like this just as well as I like with the pre-chorus and what the differentiation in the verses did. Because it feels like the part of the horror movie where Jason is actually killing somebody. It's like that big, heavy part where it's like, okay, here's the knife. It's finally going into him. And they're, like the death scene is happening right then and there. Because it's slow, it's melodic, and it lets the gore that would be in the whole entire movie really come out along with the reality of the situation that's all with how the chorus has that more melodic style to it i was a huge fan of that oh it's perfect it's just like how they would film it in the movies it's always calm and chill until jason just pops up out of nowhere and he's just stabbing that machete right in your back she's oh. probably blonde it's usually how that works <laughs> and this was this was one of the first songs we did with uh randall on the mic randall was our drummer at one point and he's he switched over to vocalist and uh i guess the versatility he brings to the table was huge for this because he can hit those really high choruses um a lot of us can sing in the band but i don't know if anybody could really hit that chorus pitch way way he did so that like really gave us all kinds of flexibility in terms of songwriting that we had never really had before i'm not oh, so lying. anybody can hit that note yeah, yeah. i'm not gonna lie y'all and so kevin just so you know when we were making this song, I just switched from drums to uh, to vocals. And we were in there messing around with it when we weren't even done with it yet. Like we were still making it. And I hit that note for the chorus and I was just saying random stuff because at that point we didn't have any lyrics. But I hit that note and everybody stopped and they looked at me and I was like, was it that bad? <laughs> and they were like, dude, do that again. And I was like, I hope I can. I didn't even know, so. <laughs> Well, just hearing how you came up with that, I mean, that reminds me a lot of times how my favorite band, how they come up with their music and how they come up with everything that they do. And that's Rise Against with how Tim McGrath, when he's trying to write, like, figure out like what the vocal <laughs> pattern is going to be, what the pitch is going to be. He'll just sing gibberish over it just to try and just figure out where he wants yes. to go with the overall range. And hearing something like that where it's like, OK, we don't necessarily know what we're going to say right now. However, that's the note that needs to be in that part. Right. That I mean, you're setting yourself up for success right there. So I absolutely yeah. love hearing that kind of a style. Yeah, thank you. And hitting those higher notes, especially kind of having a little bit more melodic sense to it after the more unclean verses while just kind of leading into it a little more of a charge. Oh, definitely great move because it kind of has that anticipation buildup. And then, of course, you get the chorus. It does feel like that's actually the killing moment right then and there. So you hit that yep. as well. again. However, that I still don't think that was the best part of the song at all. There was definitely something that stood out more, and that was how the bridge and the breakdown worked with each other. Because with the bridge, you had more like the drumming guitar slowly add picking up to the pace of the song in the metalcore sense in order to get to the breakdown. Again, I, it's a great buildup, and I'm like, it's going to fit. As long as the breakdown fits into what the full style of the song is and what exactly we're looking for in terms of what we know from Friday the 13th. And then when the breakdown hit, I felt like you guys took some inspiration. I've got to go to Ice Nine Kills again with their breakdown on Stabbing in the Dark, which was fucking awesome. But you had more of this concentration on the metalcore paces. And I'm like, this breakdown is heavy, but it's also slow where the instrumentals hit quick. And there's a good amount of time stuck between them. So you really are getting more of that horror feel to it. And this worked out so well because you amplified that piece of the song. You really understood how to pronounce those breaks in between each part of it. And it just brought out that slasher feel like, you know, like knife going in, knife going out, knife going in, knife going out. And I just thought 
you just held up that heavy suspense. You just build it up and then you really hit it with it on that point. So it literally was like listening to a horror movie and going through the whole entire aspect of a horror movie in about four minutes. <laughs> that's awesome. Cause that's, that's exactly that's, what that we were going for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and you guys absolutely hit it on this point. And of course, Randall, when it comes to your vocals as well, again, the range that you offered and the whole entire aspect of it really did work out well in order to really figure out exactly where you're going with the whole entire thing, the higher pitches and all some of those deeper screams, well, they kind of give more of a demonic, demonic presence to the Jason side of things as well. It just yeah. added all in there. It was a fantastic mix. And then I actually, right before we got on this call, cause I saw you guys release the YouTube video, the music video for the song, like a couple days before the recording of this, I had to go check it out and see exactly where you were going with it. And just how I thought you guys were going to go with that kind of a video. You pretty much did the exact same thing. It was freaking awesome. Yeah, thanks. We actually um, we actually filmed it at uh, um, Randall's grandmother's house, which is um, it's in a rural part of Virginia, and it's actually the house that Martha Washington grew up in. Um, and and I was watching the video the other day. I never noticed this until the other day. There is a sign. Um, there's there's a scene where uh, the guy's playing Jason grabs the blonde and drags her out of a shed she's hiding from him in. And if you, there's a little Easter egg. It says, there's a little sign in the back that says Chestnut Grove. You can Google Chestnut Grove and that's the, that's the name of the property that Martha Washington um, grew up on. So if you Wikipedia Chestnut Grove, you're gonna see the backstory. Oh, this is where Martha Washington grew up. So if you're a real Friday the 13th and history nerd like me, that's, that's out there. Nick, you didn't tell him the hey, Nick, you didn't tell him the best part though is how casually yeah. Randall tells <laughs> us this. You know, we're we're going back and forth with the director and you know, I'm talking to Mark, I'm talking to Nick. We're sitting here like, dude, where are we gonna shoot this? And Randall just comes out, he's like, Oh yeah, my grandma lives at uh, Martha Washington's birthplace. Like everybody's grandma is supposed to have a famous first lady's house. Like no big deal. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, like it wasn't like a like like it was a normal thing. That's how he brought it up. The way that he said it, though, it was it was almost like, I mean, one is Randall, but the way he, he brought it out, it was almost like, what, you guys don't have a grandma that lives at famous people's houses? Like, yep. <laughs> no. That's exactly, that's exactly how I told the band I had chlamydia. I made it just so easy for them, <laughs> you know? He just said it like it was like a normal thing. It's like, oh, hey, well, sorry about your luck. That chlamydia, guys. <laughs> No, but I'm, but not only that, however, when it comes to the fact that you guys shot at, well, Chestnut Grove, and that's where your grandma lives, holy shit, that's something that you can, can always add in there, and you're always going to have that little special caveat from that music video. However, it's always something that can be used a little bit of a, little bit of like a selling point in a way as well, just because like, hey, check out this music video, because you might re recognize the place where it is if you're a real history nerd. And some history nerds be like, okay, why don't you go check this out? And that's how they're going to check out your music just based off something like that. And then they're going to be looking for it. They might not find it right away and they're going to message you. Okay, so what's the history part about this? And then you just tell them to look for that one specific spot that has a Chestnut Grove sign there. And then they're going to freak the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yep. It's all about making the most of the random little aspects in life that you can. Yep. <laughs> also, also um, that guy who we got to play Jason um was you can't really even tell from the video which is slightly disappointing but he was he's like seven feet tall he was absolutely terrifying he was so good for the role like um 
it was the first time when we shot the video. It was the first time I ever met him, and he was like the you know nicest, like sweetest dude ever. But um, yeah, he uh, he was very menacing looking. He was like the perfect guy for that role you could have chosen. Yep. But then when, you, but especially the fact he that you guys. I was going to say, the fact that you guys felt that he was going to be like this menacing guy, especially with being seven feet tall, just having that overarching presence around you, that definitely had to help out with the overall aura around the music video as well and to really bring out the horror and suspense that the video really needed to bring out the song as well. Yeah, there's... Wait, what was that, Mark? Because it kind of cut in and out with, your, with uh, the audio. I said, I feel like he didn't really have to act much. He, he was always a big, menacing guy, even though he was a giant teddy bear. It was kind of like, do this. And he, he was, like, naturally made for it. He was like, I'm used to this. And he's a bouncer at a at a bunch of venues in Richmond. So he's like, I'm used to carrying people out. So this is what I do. Now stab them to death. For this video, I'd say we probably, like, you film. For at least our videos you film a lot a lot of footage just to cut it down to those four minutes of the song and we filmed for i don't know 12 hours or so so every scene was done like 10 times you know they'd, like they'd be like all right now you know uh jordan who's playing jason walk towards uh chris the guy playing the detective and they'd have to film that 10 times and it'd be the next scene where he drags april the blonde out of the shed and we'd have to do that 10 times so you know we watched them do it kind of i guess like behind the scenes because we're watching them film it and uh, we knew you know it's, it's obviously staged and all that stuff but when we saw the final cut at least when i saw the final cut and i saw the scene where um jason stabs the detective to death and he's really going at him like really cutting this guy to bits i was like oh like, i laughed a little bit because i know these guys i know both of them and they're like nice guys but it was so convincing and my girlfriend got mad at me. She's like, like, stop laughing. Like, it's not funny that that guy just got stabbed to death. I'm like, yeah, but it's, 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 it's such a good job with it. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but, but then again, thinking about it too, you guys are going to want this video to stand out in every aspect, especially with its tie in the movie and with its theme as well. So you, people that are really big Friday the 13th fans are definitely going to gravitate towards this and kind of critique it in a way just based off of how the story is presented. Any horror fan would, and that's with any other fandom as well. Anybody that's a huge Star Wars fan is going to take a look at anything that Star Wars inspired and basically run through with a fine-tooth comb. So if you guys are going to be trying different scenes like 10, 12 times in order to make sure that you get exactly what you want, sure, it's going to take a lot longer of a time to shoot this. However, you're going to make sure the video comes out the exact way you want it to and to make sure that it comes out the way you feel like the story needs to be portrayed. Yeah, and the guy who filmed it um, was a guy named Alex Heider. And a lot of it, like a lot of the quality, actually I'd say all the quality is really due to him. He really was awesome. So good, so professional. Knew all about like the lighting and the angle and all, you know, how to stage stuff, how to, you know, direct people. Okay, I need you to move this way, move that way. He was awesome. Really good. Yeah. Well, what was that? I missed that last one from whoever said it. Was that Mark? No, that wasn't me. Oh, I, I just I just said yep. Oh, but uh, we'll say this. If anyone's listening, especially bands, and you, you, you want, you're looking for someone to film your video, Alex Hyder, in my opinion, and we've only shot with two different people, but I've, we've always wanted to shoot with Alex. But he is so underrated, it is not even funny. This dude is incredible at what he does. 
Like, we are all dumb. Like, everyone in Seasons is dumb. And he made us do exactly what he wanted, and it looked amazing. Like, we didn't have to do or say anything. He was like, stand here, do this, do that. And, I mean, he's absolutely incredible. Yeah, basically with all of us, um, if you've ever seen Talladega Nights, when it comes to videos or photo shoots, we are like five Ricky Bobbies. We have no idea what the fuck to do. I don't know what to do with my hands. (laughs) I was waiting for someone to do that. Here comes Mark with the hands. I don't do my hands. You know, the video the video worked well. And they just told us where to stand. They, they told me where to put my hands. And now I just don't know where to put them. <laughs> Stuck right here. I think we did very well. The, the car, it, it, it worked well. The, the knife, it slashed pretty well. So real good. The car drove nice. It drove nice. <laughs> But when it comes down to Killing Seasons, because I, again, did the whole entire run through of it, and I like to always give people, especially on the podcast, an overall thought of especially what I thought of it. And, of course, the whole entire premise behind it, I definitely did take a look at it through the lens of taking a look at it with uh, Thank God Started by Ice Nine Kills to kind of see how it compared. And my thought process was, is it as good as Thank God It's Friday? I don't really want to say that, but if it, if I'll put it this way, if it comes under Thank God's Friday, it is by minimal amount. Like, holy shit, you took the story from Jason and worked it into more of this demonic slasher vibe that is put off a little bit more in the later films than that under, and that understanding of the sound and style really shows through not only the, the music video, but also specifically in the song as well. It's a very good metalcore song with how it is constructed to make it feel like you are a part of that horror movie and that Jason is going to come and kill you. You guys definitely can go places with the dedication you put into this track. So well fucking done. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you and, and and the fact, like, and that's another thing, and you brought it up. Like, we don't we don't mind if any like I don't think anyone would really say to us, hey, y'all song is better than Ice Nine Kills. And we don't want people to say that, and we don't expect people to say that. The fact that we've only been a band since 2017. <laughs> So, and we've gone through lineup changes, like probably four or five lineup changes already. So we're still a relatively young band and Ice Nine Kills has been out here, you know, destroying everything for a while now. So are we to that level yet? No. Will we be to that level if we keep on? Who knows? But the fact that people are comparing us to Ice Nine Kills and uh, thank God it's Friday. It's just, like I said, it's humbling. It's great. I think really the biggest reason for that is just the dedication that you put into this song and understanding again how to take the story of Friday the 13th and put it into a metalcore song and really make sure that that song had the feeling like you're actually in the movie. Yeah. Because if it was something where you were going to write a song, I'm trying to think of just, if you're going to write a song about a movie and then you're going to come up with something that doesn't necessarily sound like you're a part of it, and it could be any genre as well, people are going to know that right away. Of course, with horror, bringing it with more of a metalcore sense, it really does help out a lot more because you're going to get those definitely more horror, raw, visceral kind of sounds in there that are perfect for a slasher or even just any kind of horror movie. But it just makes it, you just have to, there's specific things you have to do there in order to tweak the sound and make sure it really fits the vibe of the movie, which you guys absolutely did here. The dedication behind it was fantastic. So if people are going to compare you to Ice Nine Kills, it's not going to be like, uh, oh, which is, it's not, you can't take it, uh, shoot, let me rephrase that. You can't take a look at it as like, a, oh, who's better? You have to take a look at it. It's like they're comparing you to them because of the dedication you have behind what you're doing with the music, with how you're portraying these stories through your music and how right. well you're doing it. Yep. And that, like I said, that speaks leaps and bounds to even be for them to mention us and then ice nine kills like in the same sentence you know 
It's crazy. <laughs> now, when it comes to the future as well, would you guys think about doing something a little bit more around that horror style as well once again? Or would it be something where you guys gonna again just take whatever inspiration comes to you at that moment and run with it? I would Damn love to see more horror-oriented things. I am all about that dark, scary horror writing. It's like they're giving you the story, and then you are the director of an orchestra behind that, and you get to make it have a sound. So I like the idea behind that. It's kind of like being a horror John Williams in that to do a, um, a horror song. I, I definitely... I mean, I could see that being in the future, but like every time we write a song, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a cool new blank canvas. Um, you know, we have we have a a song that we plan to release. I don't know, probably March or so, and it's it's our first party song. We don't really have anything like that in our catalog. A song that's all about hanging out, throwing down, um, hanging getting out with your friends, getting wasted, doing shots. We don't have a song like that out there. Um, and then. We, we also have a song in the works that's it's kind of about the feelings of like um, like isolation that I think a lot of us fell into um, with COVID in the past year. So it's like every single one of the theme is kind of like, it's cool. We get to mold it to whatever we want. Um, so I guess to answer your question, like, yeah, like as far as doing another horror song, I can definitely see it, but we're also gonna be working on a lot of other stuff too. Stuff of like, you know, all, all kinds of themes. And, and from a personal opinion, I think you definitely should go that route as well, Nick, that whatever, go wherever you feel like going, where if you have inspiration, do another horror style track, absolutely go for it. You guys have shown that you guys can absolutely kill it on that front with the dedication behind the understanding of how the movie feels. And like uh, Mark said, being the orchestra behind that sound. However, you do also want to make music that you want to make all the time as well. So if you're going to want to make, you know, just a party song that's, you know, just because you feel like making it, go for it because you shouldn't have to try and force a certain style on yourself or a certain um, a consistent theme on yourself. And then if you're going to do something that's more delving into isolation, it's absolutely fantastic because everyone's felt something like that within the past year with COVID. So you're really going to be able to hone in on those emotions, not only from a societal standpoint, but also a personal standpoint and really let that flow through your music. And I've always been a much bigger fan of that as well, because when you put yourself into the music, and I've said this plenty of times, you're going to put yourself into there. And while you might be talking about a very specific time and a specific event that people, they might not relate to the exact same specifics, but they'll relate to the emotion that you're trying to portray in that song. And that's where the connection really comes in. That's where people really get so embedded in those songs that when they see you play live like they're really just belting out the lyrics alongside with you they're jamming out with you and you're just seeing this either like this wildly expressive emotion come from them but it's also true happiness at the exact same time i do want to uh, tack mm -hmm. on real quick um i feel like a, a, a part just kind of part of the backstory to this whole song and kind of got to give um this guy credit because uh I don't feel like this would have happened opportunity-wise. Um, the song came from the opportunity. But uh, just to the backstory, real quick, I um, just want to give a, a, a big shout-out to uh, Mikey Ruckus. Uh, Mikey Ruckus got his break writing UFC themes. Um, he is now the senior uh, music producer for AEW Wrestling. And uh, he uh, picked up one of our songs, Violence is a Virtue. Um, that was that was featured. Um, Alan Angels walked out to it for a little bit. Uh, got featured on TNT, or whatever. But he really got in with um, with uh, Nick and Mark's wife and kind of myself. And he's like, 
you know, you guys should really look at trying to get stuff into movies. And he, he worked with uh, Mark's wife, Megan and Nick and kind of gave them a bunch of information. He was like, you know, just start shooting this stuff out there. And it just happened. Nick shot a bunch of emails everywhere. We all were trying to do stuff. And I just happened to be lucky enough to get a yes as I reached out to Peter Anthony. But had it not been for Mikey Ruckus, I don't even know if we would have rent, went this route. That's an incre- that's incredible as well because that's kind of the same thing with the podcast as well. It's, I've just I've shot out a bunch of random emails at points all of a sudden like, hey, you know, there's times I get a bunch of no's. There's times I get yeses. But I would always get no's if I never even tried. So you guys might never have even had this opportunity if you haven't even tried anything like that or got that uh, inspiration. However, also being featured with a wrestler in the walk-up song on AEW is massive because there's a good number of bands that how I found out about them was when I was watching WWE and hearing wrestlers come out to their music. That's how I found out about Alter Bridge with Edge using Metalingus as his theme or when Batista has come out to I Walk Alone. That's how I found out about Saliva when I was like 11 years old. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, it was it was when uh, we found out that um, Alan Angels was going to walk out to Violence of Virtue. That was so exciting. Like, literally, I remember I had it streamed on my TV at home. I was telling everybody, like, shut up, shut up. Our song's about to come on. And then he came out for Violence of Virtue. It was so, like, he jumped up on the thing, on the, the ring. He's like, like, did this to his opponent. Like, he's about to kill him. And I remember he, uh, he wrestled. I remember he lost that. I think he lost that match. But I called, I think I think he did, I called Mark right after. I was like, oh, dude, you see it? It was so cool. It was uh. That makes all the emails, networking, everything, it really makes it all worth it. All the work we, we go through to make this stuff happen. You're going to end up going through so many different aspects where people are going to say no, but it all, take, all takes is just that one person to say yes, and then all of a sudden things start picking up after that. You're going to get another yes, you're going to get another yes. It's kind of like, it's kind of infectious in a way at, 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 at times. It's kind of like COVID in a way, which is really weird to say. <laughs> the Rona. Man, that's where the, that's at this point where I need to just pull out Corona, put some lime in there, just chug it. But yeah, I don't feel like getting up and going to get it. Man, I could go for Corona right now. Definitely could too. With, with yeah. lime though, not the disease. That just that just doesn't sound like fun. Yeah, no, 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 no. The one you drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, because I know we're coming up to that like four o'clock time for you guys. I want to make sure you guys get on with the rest of your day and do everything else you need to do, but. One last question I have for you guys before we do before we get to the whole conclusion of this is what else can we expect from in, in the future from seasons as well? Because we, I know you mentioned the two, uh, the two songs you've been working on as well, but anything else in particular that we can be expecting? Because honestly, when live shows come back, I mean, you guys are every, every time, the single time I listen to killing is like the, you guys are going up higher and higher on the must see list. Somebody take it. Yeah. We, oh, we, uh, we have a show coming up in March that hopefully everything will work out with. Um, GFM, Artusia, a um, couple other acts. Um, we have two festivals next year, if everything happens according to plan, that should be very big, very amazing. Everything's kind of up in the air right now. Uh, this is all kind of speculation in in assuming things are going down the same path that they're going to go to. Things may may not get better. But um, we're working on a few songs, as Nick pointed out. Um, we're also working on like three or four more that also are like in the rich that uh, are coming together. I, I think all of us will 
And Mark, your vocals are kind of cutting out a little bit here and ever again now. But the one question I do have to ask is because you said with that show, you guys are potent, you guys are playing with GFM as well now. The question I have to ask you is, do you know if you'd be going on before or after GFM? Uh, no, we're, we're, we're going on afterwards. Well, I'll put it this way, guys. Best of luck because I, I've seen those three <laughs> girls play live. They're one of my favorites to have on the podcast. I've had them on three times before, and they fucking bring it. However, yes, with your do. guys with your guys' sound, I definitely think you guys could follow suit and just create this intense show. Because I actually did see that on Facebook with that whole with that show. I'm like, God damn! Now I wish I lived in Virginia so I could go see this shit. But because <laughs> it'd be awesome. But oh well, maybe next time. Yeah. Or if things get better and I decide just to sneak out and just like, oh hey, you know, I'm just gonna go on this like 13, 14 hour drive into Virginia and just see the show and then drive back to Milwaukee. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, hey, I, I will say this. Uh, we we do have some. Uh, this this band has an extremely dedicated fan base. Um, uh, give a shout out to Cindy, um, Cindy down in Florida. So she lives in Tampa. One of our fans and her and her son have actually driven to Richmond twice now um, to come see us. We had a we were supposed to tour. Obviously, everybody's tours got screwed with COVID. But um, yeah, she's driven twice from florida and i think somebody's about to beat a record because uh the the show on the 27th there are people who are coming from springfield massachusetts so just outside of boston so uh, that, that, it's crazy that people drive that far to come see us when we can't drive out to see them damn i should drive out to see, see you guys that show as well just to be that guy that's like hey 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 i beat you guys from springfield <laughs> take that i hope the record and then also potentially get my face bashed in by the mosh pit. You know, be your fourth <laughs> confirmed ER visit, and then call and then call it a day because that just sounds like fun. Yeah, yeah. maybe not for my bank account, but for the story, definitely. <laughs> or you can just come with a football hel- football helmet on and start like spearing people. That way, your face doesn't get all messed up. But then that count as a mask. Yeah. Ooh. It, ooh. it has it has like the mask on the front of it, like the grill. I mean. Then you, get, you might have to put like an actual like piece of like the 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 official PPP PPE over the uh, over the uh, yeah. the face mask. Then like saran like, wrap over the, the helmet. <laughs> <laughs> the, I mean, technically, it would be considered a face shield. Uh, face shield. So I think you would be fine there. However, yeah. if you come with a football helmet, I'm pretty sure I'd be the like guy. It's like, okay, you're definitely the target for the for the mosh pit. So every guy that's like over 250 pounds is just going to be trying to level me every step of the way. Yeah, make yeah. sure we fuck that guy up. <laughs> honestly for for, my, for like the first time being in a real mosh pit since july when it was with gfm actually <laughs> i may have to do that just to get the feeling back once it's like i miss this and all of a sudden just have like these this like 275 pound guy just come running up hit me from the side i go flying all of a sudden fall into someone's knee just completely cut my head open and then Nap go to the bathroom femur. yeah go to the bathroom <laughs> come back five minutes later i've done this before with like a huge cut above my eye Put a bunch of like paper towel over it. Take someone a piece of someone's shirt, rip it off, tie it around my eye, make it look like a pirate, and just go back and do it again. Yep. Go back in there Rambo style. Yep. <laughs> exactly. They drew first blood. Oh god. <laughs> and I guess start talking like Sylvester Stallone then, but I'm pretty sure it's kind of rough to hear me talk like Sylvester Stallone when there is a band on stage and the mosh is going absolutely crazy. <laughs> 
Well, on that you note, know, guys, because I know you guys got other stuff you guys got to get going on today as we're a little bit past that time that I know, especially with you, Nick, saying that you got some other stuff that you do and with Josh, with you having to go to practice. Well, one last thing is I always like to give you guys the last chance to say anything. So whatever you want to say, whatever you want to plug, go for it. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Seasons RVA Official. Uh, Twitter is Seasons RVA. Facebook is Seasons RVA. And TikTok is Seasons RVA. Um, and then our, you can, you can find us. We're also on YouTube. Our YouTube channel name is seasons RVA. If you didn't catch that, it's basically seasons RVA. Everything. If you didn't get what Mark said, it's uh it's seasons RVA. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for the support. Yeah, indeed. And it's an honor being able to do this. It was, it was fantastic having you guys and for everyone when they said, you know, follow Seasons RVA. If you forgot about it and or if you're just lazy and you don't want to type that in, take a look at the description of the podcast, either on YouTube, stuff, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio. You'll see a thing that says follow Seasons online and you're going to get all the links there. I'm going to put them all there. It's just a quick tap. You just got to like them, um, subscribe to whatever they got. And also listen to some of their music because I'll put the Spotify and Apple Music's links in there as well so you can listen to it. Listen to Killing Seasons as well and get ready when the Friday the 13th Avengers 2 Bloodlines movie comes out as well and look for that song. Watch the music video and support these guys as well. And before I send you guys on your merry way for the rest of the day, two things. One is I want to add you guys to this little group that I have going on with the podcast that I have not been able to take part in any of this um, officially yet due to the fact that we're in a pandemic since I started this. Yet, I call it the first rounds on me club. So what that means is I do want to see you guys play live at some point. I do potentially want to be that fourth confirmed ER or fifth by that time, sixth, seventh, whatever it might be. However, if I don't actually end up in the ER at that point, because I've had so much fun with you guys in the podcast and I love the what you're doing, I love the music. If I see you guys live, whether it's out by you guys or if you guys come out by me, whatever it is, first rounds on me. Hell yeah. Nice. nice. That's what I'm talking about. Exactly. I'm not cheap though. <laughs> second round's on Randall I am not cheap <laughs> I'm a classy broad Under, under <laughs> understandable so no Fleischmann's for him or no rail Jim we're gonna get him we're gonna get him, uh, get him some Tangeray yes <laughs> <Cold 45. laughs> alrighty so then on that note because of that I do not want to end this podcast with a goodbye because that seems like you know I'm never gonna see you guys again never gonna hear from you guys again yet I want to listen to as much of more of your music as possible I want to see you guys play live and again be that like fourth or fifth confirmed er visit because of the show so i can't end this in all conscience with a goodbye so i'm gonna end this podcast what i love to end these podcasts with see you later see you later well well folks that was my interview with the guys from seasons out of virginia and when it comes to the whole horror trope in metalcore my god you guys know how much i love vice nine kills you guys know that like the band kill the blonde as well and Seasons is right up there with them where they know how to have an attention to detail to really bring something like this out. Could they go with something like this again in the future? Absolutely. Will they be creating songs around other things that they like as well? Absolutely. And they should. So I cannot wait to watch these guys play live when I get the chance to. If I do end up in the ER because of them, well, I won't be able to have them be a part of that first rounds on me club right then and there. However, that would always have to be saved for a later date then. But if I do actually come out of that mosh pit alive? Oh yeah, first round's on me. And for Randall there, yeah, no rail gin for him. We're gonna get him like Tangray or Bombay.
see how that works. <laughs> so on that note, guys, again, please check out Seasons. All their socials are in the description of the podcast below, along with mine as well. So please follow, like, share, subscribe, their music and our podcast all over the place. Tell your friends about everything. And on that note, that's going to be for me today, guys. Thank you for watching and listening to the Code Progression Podcast where the MSOTD rocks where rock and metal thrive. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I end every single one of these episodes with a big, healthy, and hearty. See you! Yeah!